Hey everybody, how are you all doing tonight? This is Dr. Dana Martin, your host of the Sith Dominion Podcast, and we have on tonight the same group we had last week, continuing our Darth Vader quest and journey through his wonderful life. Uh, not It's a Wonderful Life, but His Wonderful Life. Cam, thanks for joining tonight. I think we'll uh, talk about your... Are you back at home yet? No, I'm still traveling, visiting family, so... Oh my goodness. So yeah. Awesome. We'll we'll swing back around to that. Debbie, how are you doing this evening? Doing fine. That's it. All right. <laughs> yeah, when she does talk, we listen. There's not not much words, but they are important. <laughs> and Darth Zane, hey, David, how are you doing this evening? Uh I gotta go back to work tomorrow, so I'm just like, eh. Yeah. So you'll be like me right now, tomorrow evening. But you don't have a show. Oh, oh yeah, you have a show that you got to get up for too. Nope, nope, nope. Y'all canceled your show for. We're we're done until the eighth. We don't come back until the eighth. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Why did I start a three part series over the holiday then? That's... I don't know. We took a vacation. Mm. <laughs> well, what's I appreciate you guys being here then, because I, I was about to take the. I was I was honestly considering taking the entire month of December off. Oh my god. To be honest with you. But, I probably should have stopped at twenty I, in the cliffhanger for next year, right? I, I couldn't. I couldn't leave Debbie hanging like that, though. Nah. This is my life. It's all I have to look forward to. <laughs> Tuesday nights are what I live for. Oh my goodness! So, uh, let's kind of catch up. So Christmas was yesterday, and you know who knows how many folks are actually going to be around to watch live. But uh, if you are out there, please get engaged and. Uh, Jump in the chat and we'll we'll talk with you. But Cam, you're still out and about, right? Oh yeah. So we'll probably be in probably be in Huntsville for the rest of the week. So cool. Yeah. That's a that's not too far of a drive though. No, it's no, it's not too bad. Just kind of making the <laughs> rounds. I played 18 holes of golf today. So oh my. Been, okay. Well, yeah. I absolutely would have been where you were. Jeez. <laughs> Deb, how was your uh, Christmas holiday? Kid went down to my oldest son's house and spent it with the kids. And mm. David, you got a nice shiny headset. I see. Brand <laughs> new. I'm wireless now, so I can when I if I have to leave my computer, I can still hear what Debbie's talking to, about me. Oh, yeah, now I can't talk behind his back. That's Remember right. that uh, Leslie Nielsen was uh, on a hot mic in the restroom in. Uh, Naked gun. It's not yes. careful with that, David. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hot mic. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, Zane was here. He uh, uh, left uh, yesterday, and he's I'm actually keep looking over my shoulder, checking the score. He's over there watching Texas State right now. Put the herd on rice. So sorry for all you rice heads out there. Rice heads. I don't know. Okay. Let's move on. Um, it's been a quite a, a crazy uh, couple of weeks in, I guess, news in general, right? We've got another list, and I don't think I put the link in here, and I don't know where it is. But they put a new uh, kind of list out of what, what made the cut and what wasn't. And I wanted to ask about Andor um, because I didn't see I, – I saw something about it in the article, but I didn't read it. So did you, any of you all see that yet? It's, it's delayed till 25. Oh. Yeah. We talked about that on uh, Thursday. Okay. Last Thursday. Yeah. It's, I think there's four shows uh, scheduled for 24 
and that's uh, Bad Batch Season 2, um, Tales of the Jedi, Acolyte, and Skeleton, uh, Skeleton Crew. Skeleton. Cool. Yeah. So, p- pushing Andor. And Buffy pushing Andor. Ray's movie, too? I don't know. That was just the TV shows, so yeah. I don't know if the movies got bumped or not. I got all excited, man. I got I got clickbaited in, man. I saw it's like new trailer for you know whatever Star Wars. Acolyte. Yeah, Star the Acolyte, the Acolyte trailers have been making the rounds. Yeah. Well, I thought I was getting a trailer. trailer. It yeah. was a fan doing some. I mean, great. That's what we do is <laughs> fan yeah. stuff. But come on, man. Don't don't it, say it. It. it looks good, but don't put official in the title. Come on. Thank yes. Hmm. Um, so, uh, oh man, what else? So we had, uh, what was I doing where I got kind of crazy? Oh, so that, did you see that, <clears throat> uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, L- Lawrence Kasdan, right? Was the writer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys maybe already knew this, but, uh, he was very instrumental in developing how, uh, Vader's presence, why it was so much more intense on uh, Empire than it even was in Star Wars. I didn't know that. Um, there was a, a documentary attached to one of the VHSs that now you have to YouTube to find type thing uh, where they were talking about that. And I, so I wanted to see what y'all's thoughts were about uh, when it comes to from episode New Hope to Empire Strikes Back. Did you guys kind of feel that there was a definite change in intensity of this character's villainous appeal or approach? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Even growing up as a kid, I, I, I noticed it. And even like, you, you could look at, well, like for me, as I mean, just as a young kid, as, you know, single digits, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, right? You would watch it and you would look at, I always looked at A New Hope and said, Vader's not really the main bad guy in this. Vader's just kind of a lackey there. He's like the he's like the hired gun kind of thing. He's just the muscle because Tarkin's really the one that's the the bad bad guy. And I mean, and then you get into Empire, and Vader's body count rises an awful lot, and um. The one guy he killed in A New Hope, it was, you know, he was angry and you could tell because he he throws him and he screams, bring me the passengers, I want them alive. Mm. But then in, in Empire, it's more like a, he's just kind of calm, cool, and collect. It, it was more of a, a, a sinister meanness, you know. It was more of a, a, I don't know how to describe it, more of a, like, almost like a Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs, where yeah. you know he's evil, but he's... He's not like angry. He's more, con- he's more in control of his emotions. Yeah. And, you know, kind of taking that angle, would you say that that him not being able to shoot down that rebel pilot before he blew up the Death Star, like pissed him off? I mean, he's the best starfighter in the galaxy, right? And then this kid, who is this kid? I, I, you know he was just pissed off, and you see that I think in Empire, uh, the hallway, like where he's <laughs> he's just slicing the hallway to bits. Uh, they added that in that fan film. We were talking about the fan film stuff. 
uh, of what maybe could have been between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Vader. I know y'all probably seen that. Um, and they added that little hallway piece. And um, I wanted to touch on that because uh, in Revenge of the Sith, you have a hallway scene with Obi-Wan and he's Vader's just tearing up the hallway. Uh, I know that's your favorite, right, Cam? Do you have any oh, yeah. comments on that scene and how it compares? And is that something you think they were trying to connect? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. I love when lightsaber battles in tight hallways and you just hear the lightsaber hit the wall <laughs> and just, I mean, and like you can tell just how hard, like it definitely feels like in that fight, like they're actually trying to hit each other and Obi-Wan's just doing all he can to just kind of, make sure he doesn't get hit with the lightsaber versus like them just swinging swords at each other, you know? But I think that fan film they did of a new hope with the Ben and Darth Vader fight. I think that was a good tie in. So I watched that probably at least once or twice a month. So okay, uh, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Debbie, what do you think about that connection or, or empire in general being more sinister Vader that we got? Uh, yeah. The, the fan film, or at least of that particular scene uh, made more, a, definitely more of a connection. Um, person 77, you know, they just didn't have the choreography. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for what it was back in the day, um, it, it was great. You know, yeah. we didn't complain about it back then. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely does not hold up too well. I mean, you still have a little bit of that tension, but the fan film one definitely shows mm. a lot more than we what we got originally. And as far as the Empire's concern, uh, yeah, I think uh, Vader was more in control. Um, you know, he's not under the thumb of Tarkin, which, you know, Dave kind of mentioned in the first film. He's not under the thumb of Tarkin. He's not the lap boy. Mm -hmm. So, so he, that's interesting uh, that you brought up Tarkin because, again, good segue. I, Vader doesn't seem like the type that when one would like the leash just based on his history as Anakin Skywalker. And two, um, how is it that he was just, yes, okay to Tarkin? What, what? Like, do you think he was just biding his time till Tarkin was gone because he had his own plans, or was he genuinely serving the Emperor and the Empire? I think it well, was gen oh go ahead. Um maybe lot boy is not a good word. Um because if I remember <clears throat> from the the books, they both had great respect for each other. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why vader was kind of a maybe a yes man i don't know but in in the book tarkin i believe it it talks a lot about their respect for each other sure <coughs> david you were gonna oh i, I was just gonna say yeah I, I like to think that it was just he was that loyal to the emperor you know he was it was this. It's it was the same kind of scenario when um, episode one came out, and you've got Sidious there, and he's telling, "I'm sending my apprentice Darth Maul to to come to you." I was like, "Oh, it's the exact same thing." 
the mm-hmm. trade federation's in control. They're the one running things. Mall is just there to make sure that things go according to plan. Right. And I think Vader was the same way. And and honestly, I don't think Vader wanted any part of the Death Star because he even said it as much himself where he says, don't be too proud of this technological terror you've created. <laughs> yes. The ability yes. to destroy a planet. That's like my favorite scene in like the entire... Every, every Star Wars... I don't know why that meeting is just for some reason just the, the way the, the lines are, the way everything's delivered. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I mean, just... Everything about that that scene from start to finish, I'm just like, I love. I could watch it a gazillion times before I got it memorized. And it's well, just, I think there's a good piece horrible. to the uh, stuff about the one in that line because, or in that scene, he he doesn't say that uh, you don't know the power or you underestimate the power of the dark side. He said you uh, the technical the pa- next to the power of the of force, the force. Just not the, force. the dark the mm-hmm. force. Yeah. So at that point, from what we saw in Revenge of the Sith to where he's in that meeting telling him, shut up, <laughs> like I think even within the force, he grew leaps and bounds uh, ho- more wholly because he used those words. And I'm not trying to be all, you know, picking apart those words, but Lucas was very intentional in a lot of that stuff. Cam? I think, I mean, I kind of agree with uh, Debbie and David. I think overall, I mean, I think until he finds out that Luke's his son, I feel like he's serving the Emperor because that's really all he has left, you know? And I think his respect for Tarkin did go play in part as well. But, I mean, he's serving the Emperor because, I mean, who else, like, what else does he have to do, you know? True, and if there's going to be a way to save Padme or bring her back, as we see in the video game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's he needs he needs the Emperor alive for now. Oh yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So let's take it a, a little bit further. So when we have now uh, that meeting, the first time we see the hologram of the Emperor, and he talks about the the son of Anakin Skywalker uh, is the one that blew it up. Um, I, I think you're right. Uh, there's a moment there where he does kind of hesitate, and the Emperor senses that. Like he he didn't sense who that kid was, but he did sense Anakin. Um, and I think him sensing Anakin was important because of how that scene was delivered. You had him, uh, him the Emperor. Uh, you know, are are you sure you know what you're doing? You know, are you sure about this? And then <laughs> Vader. Like, yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. I don't think he was sure. Um, and and yeah. I think that was a piece where, you know, that name no longer has any meaning to me, he says in ROTJ. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? In that meeting, in that scene, was there a piece of him holding back from the Emperor? I think he was mad, honestly. Like, I feel like that comic, uh, the one where Boba Fett tells him his name, too, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and he like crushes the glass with the force and he's like, he will be mine. You know, I mean, it's hard to think like, I mean, he, when he's in that suit and the emperor tells him that, you know, Padme is dead, you know, you killed her. He's like, well now, like I have nobody. And then he find, you know, once he finds out Luke's his kid, it's like my family's still out there. And we kind of touched on last episode, how much he cares for his family and people who he might view as family. So, I mean, 
I mean, the Emperor knows. I mean, I, I like that scene in Kenobi too, and you can tell like when the when the point of view switches to the Emperor, you just know like Vader was going on like a five minute rant about Kenobi getting away and all this stuff, and he's just like, I don't think your uh, feelings are very clear on this, Lord Vader. Then he gets that Ian McDermott does that huge Emperor tone shift, you know, in his voice when you can tell he's being serious, and yeah, it's good stuff so uh kind of jumping back and forth in the timeline but seeing how this would have impacted um he he really he knows it's his son the moment he hears the name right um mm -hmm. so rewind to the 501st and lord vader's first act and of course we all know he's killing younglings right do you think that him finding out he had a son created any anything in him about that for those kids no not at that time anyways right i mean oh go ahead forever i mean even when padme mentions it on mustafar like like he's like obi-wan's told me terrible things like you've killed younglings and he's just looking at her like it's what i had to do you know yeah. like i like i have to do this to save you like i'm becoming more powerful than anyone's ever dreamed of and i'm doing it for you and then she's like that doesn't seem sound like something you would really do <laughs> so but no I, I i don't think at that point he would really have any i feel like he was killing the younglings because it's just what he had to do you know yeah i did a tiktok um about this and it was that when he was killing the younglings, it, yeah, he killed kids, but it was he was killing an ideal. Like that's what mm -hmm. he went to the temple to do, kill the ideal. Um, so when you have now this spring of hope in Luke arriving, he thought he had with Order sixty six and the march and the continuing hunting and the inquisitors and yada yada that he had everything under control, but he didn't. <laughs> so uh bringing it all together to that anger right so when <laughs> she kept going back and forth and i'm trying to hold her her tail down i'm like dang it cat <laughs> you gotta get her, her own laptop <laughs> so uh, i need to <laughs> when when i'm looking at some of the things i had uh, an outline to go through but we're gonna jump off this off the outline uh, a little there's a lot of stuff you can get merchandise, right? Like, like I'm gonna like this Darth Vader's keys to success, right, or whatever. Just, just merchandise and and things that, in the universe of Star Wars, um, Vader marching on the temple created, I would assume, some buzz, right? About oh my God, this new Sith Darth Vader and whatever. Um, when he got into his suit, the look of him, the Empire, don't you think, used that to their advantage with propaganda and putting his face on posts? We can buy those kind of posters, but in that universe, don't you think that they would use that? And if so, how effective do you think that would be? There was a there was a book, a novel that came out shortly after. Uh, Revenge of the Sith came out and it was called um, Darth Vader Rise of the Dark Lord and it was basically 
it was him hunting Jedi, basically, is what it really boiled down to. I think I read that. Some some Jedi that that survived Order 66. And basically, it was the Emperor putting him out there kind of as the face of the Empire. This is this is what the Empire, this is the the this is what you face if you don't fall in line kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. Darth Vader is the hero of the Empire. He destroyed the Separatists. He brought peace and order to the galaxy and his face is on the money and everything. So, <laughs> Do you well, think car- he was- carve, carve Mount Rushmore with his face on it? No? Do you think knowing what you know about uh, not knowing what you knew, know now about what happens um, within uh, Empire when he is uh, he's in his little chamber or whatnot and he gets interrupted, right? And he gets pissed off because he gets interrupted. Um, I, I always kind of thought like he was meditating and thinking about Luke, about this kid he has. Any thoughts? Uh, or am I the only one that thought that? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I think once you know about something like that, how can you get that off your mind? You thought you had no offspring. You thought you killed them. So I now think, we got to look at, is there doubt now about his trust in the emperor? I think he was, I think that he, I think that that just fed his anger. Mm. And and the only reason I say that is because he knew that Obi-Wan had defeated him on Mustafar. He knew that Obi-Wan had taken um, Padme and that obviously Padme had given birth. Mm-hmm. He knew that... Um, all the Emperor told him at the end of Revenge of the Sith was that Padme was dead. He didn't mm-hmm. say anything about the kid being dead or anything like that. You know, not, nothing about that. He His main concern at that point was Padme. And so he knew that um, he also, there was also that uh, scene in, in uh, Revenge of the Sith where he says, Obi-Wan's been here, hasn't he? It's almost like, what have, what have you got going on with Obi-Wan? And if you, if, the novel explain goes a little more into that because Obi-Wan visits on several occasions without Anakin around. And so I think that just feeds his anger as far as him saying, I've had this kid all the time. Now knowing what we know now, as far as the Obi-Wan series goes, I've just saw Obi-Wan not too awful long ago. And he knew I had a kid and he's been hiding him from me. Mm -hmm. And I have now missed out on the last 19 years or however much of my kid's life. I missed out on his entire life. I could have had a child that, that propagated my family and I just haven't. And yeah, I think he was pissed and I think, I don't think it was aimed at the emperor. I think it was aimed at Obi-Wan. I think you, you bring up a good point though. I don't, I never thought of is, I mean, do you think it would have been different if, Padme died, Luke, Leia were born, but he knew and had them. Would, would Do you think it would have changed the course of him going further into the dark side, or do you think it would have helped him be more like Anakin again? No. It would have, it would have because, I mean, and he said it as much himself, you know, the Emperor has, uh, you can destroy the Emperor, he has foreseen this, Join me, and we can rule the galaxy together as father and son. 
So for him, that would have just been a, now I've created helpers to help me defeat the emperor. And he even said it to Padme, you know, I, I can defeat the emperor and then we can rule the galaxy. Yeah. So yeah, a good, like, yeah. Corruption. Bad. Yeah. So Pretty no, quick. I don't, I don't yeah. think it would have changed it at all. No. I mean, I guess it's a nice thought that maybe the the eyes of a child, you know, turn turn someone back nice and good. Uh, but no, instead, his son tries to kill him. It's, it's amazing. Um, so we want to kind of move into that ROTJ piece. Um, I find it interesting. Like through everything, you've got Luke Skywalker uh, showing up. You know, as this Jedi Knight flashing his saber, proclaiming he's a Jedi Knight. And how long, and I'm not sure what the time was, but it had been a few years since even Jedi Knight was probably uttered in on Tatooine. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming so. Last time that it was, bam, uh, Obi-Wan slicing and dicing someone's arm off uh, in the cantina. And then a year or two later, here comes, or three, however long it was, here comes... That farm boy. Now he's wielding one. They're multiplying. They're incessant. They keep coming at us. But I mean, I I don't know, man. I, if I were sitting in Jabba's palace and, and you know some kid comes up like that, I mean, and everyone knew who that kid was. He was Owen and whatever's kid. Like he was just a farm boy. Everyone knew who he was. Um, I don't know. I I don't know that I I would have been scared of him either. I mean, did he look scare, scary as a Jedi Knight to you guys? Still whiny. Sorry, I get it. Hey, you gotta stop hating on my guy, man. I'm sorry, I man. I'm sorry. I, I, lo I, love, I love Luke at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. I thought he was a Sith when I first watched it as a kid because I associated kind of all black with, you know, Vader and dark side stuff. So, I mean, I had no idea. And then when he crushes Jabba's bodyguard or whatever, I was like, Oh man, but then the scene kind of plays that out. Explain so. that it wasn't uh, force choke; it was Jedi mind trick making him think he was choking. Mm. I'm like guys, guys, Luke—he didn't have a master man; like he was winging yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, but that's a good point. Like, was he winging it? I mean, we know from some of the oh, what books canon and what's not anymore. I don't know, um, but we do know that he did. Uh, have access to or gained access to um, Obi-Wan's stuff, right? He goes back to Obi-Wan's place and he does have some means of direction to start training uh, himself. Um, do uh, had, had things been different, I keep going back to this, uh, at the end of Empire and maybe Luke doesn't get his hand chopped off. Maybe he does accept his father's prop proposal. How do you think that would have ended? Would they have gone against the emperor and overtaken him? Or do you think the emperor at that point would have already known what was coming? I, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like we're getting, if Luke accepts, uh, you know, Vader's offer, I feel like he's hiding away for a couple of years, full on like star killer type vibe, like oh, yeah. training, like training under Vader. I mean, Vader's going to groom him till because Vader knows what it takes to defeat the emperor. And he knows he can't do it for 
obvious limitations. And so I think he's taken Luke to Mustafar or somewhere and just training for multiple years before they face the Emperor. So I just don't know that he would have, and I'm not hating on your guy. I don't know how strong he would have been um, to be able to withstand whatever. I mean, we saw what Starkiller went through. I mean, yeah. do we think I mean, even 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 point? after multiple years of training, like you don't think after training with his training with his dad, training in the dark side. I mean, I, I don't know. I think he'd be pretty strong. When the dark side is the quicker path. No, not more powerful. Quicker, easier, <laughs> more <seductive. laughs> Oh my god! So, at what point? Um, it, it's very clear he's passing, especially when he gets tagged in the arm. Like that's one of my favorite parts of Empire when they're and he oh, and he gets pissed off again at his son, and that's when he you know whatever and chops his hand off. Um, but I this this is where I get a little eh, I, with Ray too. Really, I mean, you're that great of a swordsman that you outdueled Darth Vader. Um, come on, man. Well, I'll do it. But you know what I mean. You got a hit on his arm. Give me a break. I just don't see that. I don't see it. I see, <laughs> so, uh, if this will add to the theory, um, or if this will add to your acceptance of that, here, here's what I see. I see uh, watching the entire duel, I see uh, Vader toying with Luke, like, a lot. Like him just, you know, you you fight well you fight well and all of that toying at some point he let his defenses down and luke was panicked at that point and Mm -hmm. even if you get a panicked animal into a corner it's going to do everything that it can to get out of that corner and even if it's something wild yeah he probably did he probably got lucky it just it was a lucky shot and vader was i think the reason he got mad he wasn't mad at luke for hitting him he was mad at himself for letting his mm. guard like, ah, idiot! I shouldn't have done that. Now I look, like a, now I look like a jackass. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's like when I'm playing Call of Duty and I go, "That's it!" And I kind of reposition myself. It's <laughs> gonna, gonna go hard this time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's he's notorious for playing with his food in the sense when he doesn't really fear kind of the duelist he's fighting against. I mean. You can even see it in the Jedi Survivor game when he's fighting Seer again for the second time. You know, I mean, he might take her a little bit more serious, but I mean, he's known for, I mean, even in the Kenobi show, that first fight when they first see each other again, like he's just, he doesn't really see Obi-Wan as a threat, mm-hmm. even despite kind of past events. And I agree with David. I mean, eventually a panic animal is going to cut you once. So. So what changed? Um, that join me, join me, whatever, to ROTJ where he's like, all right, I'm just going to kill you. Or was he, all right, I'm just going to kill you. Do you think he was going easy on him, toying with him as well then? No, I don't think he was going to kill him. I think no. it was uh, it was more of a, well, because he even said it, you know, You'll be forced to destroy me. Well, if that's your destiny, if that's the way fate's going to hand it to you, then that's the way fate's going to hand it to you. Yeah, when he said that, though, when he left, right? This was on the uh, 
the platform uh, when he said that, right? I could be wrong. But when they have that meeting on the platform and he turns his back to Vader and he's, you know, got his arms or wooden, you constructed a new lightsaber, your skills are complete. Um, he, he trusted that Vader wasn't just going to cut him down. And what I saw is a parallel in <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Sith. Where home skillet emperor does the same or senator or whatever chancellor Palpatine does the same thing to Anakin, turns his back on him and trusts him. But his hand was shaking. Ian McDermott's a freaking great actor, shaking that hand like he's ready to flick out that saber, though we didn't know why he was shaking his hand at that time. Oh, <laughs> that is, I love him. Mean, he's just a great actor. Sorry, sidebar. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyhow, I, I don't know what, what do you guys think about that piece? The, I the think, turning. go ahead, Debbie. Or Revenge or Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. I think they're both hoping to turn the other. Mm -hmm. Luke is still hoping to turn his father to the good side, and uh, Vader is still hoping to rule the galaxy with his son. So I think that's still in both of their minds. I think that's what's going on there. I don't think either one wants to kill each other they're just they're still hoping to mm -hmm. turn each other I, I find it interesting too that vader used that to to it, it was almost like luke had almost convinced him but he changed the subject kind of thing mm. because he says that's why you won't bring me to your that's why you couldn't destroy me before and that's why you won't bring me to your emperor now and at that point he had turned his back and instead of answering that retort he just flicks on the lightsaber i see you've constructed a new light it's like yeah we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about yeah. what i want to talk about kind of thing <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna change the subject because we're getting too deep here kind of thing so you built a new lightsaber hey it looks pretty good you know, hey, hey. yeah i mean, That's I mean boy, son. yeah he i mean i feel like he he eventually finally just has to tell luke like i mean it's too late for me like yeah like there's there is no hope for me, and I don't know why. Essentially, why you're feeling this type of hope for me, you know? But, but that that that's one of the biggest that that series of lines there. That's one of the biggest flaws, and I know I'm saying this wrong on the Sith Dominion and everything, but to me, that's one of the biggest flaws in all of the Sith, because he sits there and he says, "You don't know the power of the dark side," and then he follows it up with, "I must obey my master." It's like you don't know how powerful I am. But I got an yeah. answer to this guy up here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Palpatine knew that, which is why he put him in that suit the way he did. We know that. Um, mm -hmm. When his tech worse than Grievous, right? He like what? The, like, like the suit tech was worse than what Grievous got, I think. Probably. I mean, I Grievous so. just had little tiny stuff around it. <laughs> little tiny words. Yeah. I, I, think, I think if you read into the like the comic books and some of the other novels too, I think it even says that because Anakin was technically savvy, he was upgrading his his suit to where it was more it was better than what it was when, you know, yeah, he got it in Revenge of the Sith and it was a piece of crap, but by the time you get yeah. to Jedi, it's like we're peak Vader kind of thing. Yeah. So he does uh, on that that platform when he gets his son taken away. He, what's he thinking? What's he? What's what's going through his head? Because there's that moment right at the end where he kind of takes that deep breath and he's sitting there 
leaning on the edge. What's he thinking? What's going through his head? Anakin I don't want... came back. <laughs> you think Anakin I mean, came back for a sec? I don't know if it, I, I think you started to see Anakin reemerging. You know, I think it was just kind of a process. And I think the duel between Anakin or between Vader and Luke at that point had begun. Mm -hmm. And it was, and Luke was winning. You know, even though sabers had not been crossed, I think the the mental duel was was on. You know, Vader strikes strikes back eventually, and you know, uh, we'll get your sister. Well, if you can't be turned, then maybe she will. And Luke goes bat crap crazy. Oh yeah, so on the dark side there, absolutely. So, well, I I also feel like too that I think. I think Vader was kind of seeing Luke's resolve and was like, he pre kind of mentioning Leia, you know, I, I think Vader kind of felt Luke's determination to turn like Vader back to, to the light, you know? And I feel like, I feel like when they started dueling, he kind of understood kind of, I guess how serious Luke was about it. So I think I misunderstood my earlier comment was kind of what comes after the duel. That was kind of what I was referring to when Anakin comes back. But mm -hmm. so I got you. Yeah, Sorry, on the platform he says, uh, I, I think you're right. He heard in Epi in Return of the Jedi, you hear Anakin Skywalker a couple of times. You hear that name, um, and when he says it, you're 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 only Anakin Skywalker. You've only forgotten. He goes that name no longer. He gets pissed. Like, I don't want to talk about that weak little piece of garbage that cried all the time because his, his woman was having a little side gig with Obi-Wan. No, like, he, that little guy came out in him, and I think he didn't know how long had it been since that came out. And I think the it was a slow gurgle, bubbling stream, but real slow, that started when he found out he had a son. And any of us that are parents or have a father <laughs> know that there's just something different about you when you know you're in some way, form, or fashion responsible <laughs> for this other human, you know? Um, yeah. Do you think any of that played into the, I mean, like, I guess, I guess when I see it, I think, man, he must have been kind of proud on some level that his son believed so strongly in him, like, that had to have touched him, I would think. He's the only one that believed that he was still Anakin underneath. The only one. Obi-Wan okay. once, Obi once thought as you did. Yeah. And then, but he's more man than machine. He'd be like, no. And Leia's face. <laughs> it's like, Vader is your father. <laughs> like, he's like, oh. She's she's pissed because she he he Vader destroyed everything that she knew. I mean, yeah. an entire not not just a. I mean, you're talking genocide on a planetary level, as it yeah. were. So yeah, the only people that were alive were like folks on a ship somewhere. Like yeah, people that people planet. that weren't on the planet at the time. That's that's nuts. And you know, to be responsible for that. Uh, you know, he clearly didn't have Anakin front and center in his mind as those things were happening. 
Um, my question is, in in those scenes with them so close to one another, literally he's holding her, how did he not feel her presence in the Force? As far as Leia goes? Yeah. I always wondered that. Was there ever an explanation to that that we know of? I don't think she used the Force that much. Well, she well, but I don't know that she knew that she was force sensitive. But she didn't. So. But others would know if one was force sensitive. The Jedi used to go get kids, <laughs> steal children. Well, and, and I mean Vader even, uh, you know, when when he was flying against Luke at the Death Star, it was like, oh, the force, the, the force is strong with this one. You know, the, I mean, it's not. He's like, okay. It, as far as force goes, yeah, okay, it's not a big deal. The force is strong with you, but there's a little bit of force in everybody. I like to, I mm-hmm. like to harken back to the old. Uh, they had the 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 trading card game, the Star Wars TCG back in the oh yeah late nineties, early two thousands, and um, everybody, every character had a force sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Now you could you could be like the lowest of the low, but you still had that force sensitivity. I mean, life creates it. It surrounds us and binds yes. us. That's everybody, everything. Yeah. You know, I, I see life. I see death. And what do you see in between it? The force. You the know? force. So, so yes, for him to sit there and look at Leia and say, Ash, the force is kind of strong with her. Yeah, sure. I can see, I can see that happening. I don't mm-hmm. see him necessarily making a familial connection because sure. the force is there with her, but it's not... She obviously got her mother's genes and not my genes, as uh, it were. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always wondered if if they were twins, um, how they could sense each other, and we finally see that in Empire, right? Um, and thus, in in the same way in which he reached out to Leia, so too his daddy reaches out to him. Like, I thought that was creepy as crap as a kid. Like. You know, oh, cool! He makes the connection to her, and oh, that's wonderful. And wait, what? Oh, God! Like I, and that's what happens in Jedi, right? He knows. Oh, Vader's on that ship. <laughs> he knows. And maybe you've, you're onto. Well, I know you're onto something because the more sensitive you are in the Force, then the more attuned you are to what's happening around you and how the Force is flowing and whatnot. So that makes total sense. Total sense, man. Vader. So, uh, moving to that last scene. So he gets all pissed off. He Luke and starts, you know, grr, grr, and just hammering his dad. And his dad's father. Vader's falling down. I. What? Why didn't Vader just force choke and lift Luke? Was he that distracted to try to protect himself? Was I? Help me understand that. What what was going on? Did he just not want to kill his son at that point? That was part of the, that was part of the Anakin reemerging. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not going to kill him or do anything to even put Luke in harm's way. I feel like at that point, yeah, that is why you couldn't destroy me now, and that is, uh, yeah, that's why you couldn't destroy me, and why you won't take yeah. me to your to emperor your emperor now. now. That's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. Luke knows, like, like he in a, some sense, maybe being blood related through the force somehow. I mean, he just, he knows like, like the emperor can feel Vader's 
feelings I feel like to a certain extent due to like their friendship and those type of things but I feel like at that point I feel like Luke kind of had he just he knows especially with Anakin kind of re-emerging toward later end of their confrontation like he knows at that point like mm-hmm. he's not going to do anything to harm me yeah I, I think and uh Vader for me it's like I'm not going to be the one that does it mm, yeah you know, i can't i can't do it i can't kill my son but then he in the same thought you know it's like well he's letting the emperor go you know i can't, I can't let my son be killed yeah mm-hmm. yeah he well i mean he lets the emperor go at him i mean you yeah. know electrifying him we're seeing in his his skeleton until, here until and- luke says <laughs> Father, please, right? Father, please. Luke begs yeah. him, and then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> ding! Wait a minute, maybe I should step in here." Um, what? I don't know. I don't think he thought things through. I don't think the it was a one of those car mom situations, right, where the mom gets adrenaline and just lifts up it like the car to save her kid. I, I've always viewed that piece of the of the movie as. He didn't know what he was doing other than saving his kid. He didn't know the lightning was going to kill him. He wasn't sacrificing himself intentionally. All he knew was, I got to save my kid. And I want to know how you guys think about that piece. Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah. I think the uh, repercussions be damned, whatever happens. I'm not even thinking about what might happen to me. What might happen to me, so long as. Samuel, or so long as Luke is safe, yeah, yeah. See, I wouldn't do that for my dogs, but I would do no, that. I wouldn't for either. <laughs> you want to shoot my cat? You want to shoot my dogs, Debbie? No, would you I, do that for I, your I, kitty? The one that just knocked. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on what she's doing. <laughs> I, I, I've got news for you. We had a dog once that had a herniated disc in his back. The vet said oh. we're. We're going to try the steroids, and if the steroids don't work, we're going to have to spend $3,000 on some therapy for him and surgery and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how much to put him down? $150. I'm calling my wife. This dog's about to die because I'm not spending $3,000 on no dog. I mean, there is a limit. Don't look at me like that. It's an animal. I'm not even a dog person. I'm not even a dog person. (laughs) And I feel bad. I don't. It's a. I, it's replaceable. Man, Dang, all right. Hey, that, that that's tough. That that's tough right there. That's why yeah, he's Darth Vader. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about my dog right now, and I'm like, three, three, three grand. I mean, uh, might have I mean, to. If my house was on fire, and as long as my my youngest son lives with me, so if he was out, but I knew my cat was still in here. Yeah, no, see, I'm, I'm going not, back in. I'm going I'm not, back in. I'm not that heartless. I'm not. I'm not. It, it, okay, I'll run in and save the dog from. The, I, that's a cruel way to die. But if if it's medically something that, oh well, you can fix him and he might get another year or two out. It's like three thousand dollars isn't worth it for another year for me. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm sorry, Debbie. What's your favorite moment? Uh, Darth Vader moment. From Empire to ROTJ, in those two films. Um, ooh, 
<laughs> Cam, I'll let you think on it. Unless you got it. Thank you. Cam? Uh, my favorite scene... I mean, there's a couple, but I would say my first one, because I kind of have differing thoughts on it, is when Luke realizes that the Emperor was two steps ahead and mm. grabs his lightsaber, ignites it, quote-unquote, tries to you know strike the Emperor down, and Vader either saves the Emperor or saves Luke from striking the Emperor down, preventing Luke from falling oh. to the dark side. So I think I think those are kind of that's probably my fave moment. Other than when Luke uh, finds him in Cloud City and he's just sitting atop of the stairs, pitch black, and you can just kind of see his outline. I kind of I kind of like that too. But now the throne room scene is probably my favorite. Well, and we go from a new hope of yeah, this guy's kind of a bad guy, but someone else is pulling the strings to holy mm -hmm. crap, he's a silhouette atop stairs. He learned his lesson, at least at that point. <laughs> he, he's, <laughs> he, he's a silhouette atop stairs with his own theme music. Yes, that is yeah. a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Well, um, I also feel I also feel like too when we find out that because I mean at that point, if you'd only watch the New Hope, like you kind of hear Obi Wan talk glowingly about Anakin. And then now that we're kind of making the connection that those two are one and the same, and you're like, how is the guy that Obi-Wan said was a great friend, best star pilot in the galaxy and all of that, is now this monster in this black suit, you know? So. Yeah. Dan? Well, <clears throat> I mean, they're, uh, the moments that Cam mentioned, but I always liked it, and I... I don't know if snarky is the right word, but I like it when he's snarky, you know, when he said, <laughs> you know, in the meeting in, in empire, you know, uh, and then it, it, I still giggle when, when the scene comes on, but when, and it's probably not intentional, but in my mind, when Luke, when they're dueling and Luke jumps up on the upper platform, <laughs> And he says, Obi-Wan has taught you well. <laughs> like, yeah. High ground. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, that's Vader being snarky. <laughs> okay, but, but real quick, I love that that you brought that up because which, who of us ran outside after we saw that and tried to do the lightsaber throw? Because we had never seen a lightsaber be thrown, and that was insane. Mm -hmm. What it stays lit without holding it and make oh yeah that would awesome. make sense because you would think okay we got to push a button it's not like we're gonna have to sit there and fight continually holding a button otherwise it's not gonna yeah, it's stay not like a power drill you gotta keep holding it until <laughs> <laughs> the battery runs out or we gotta recharge yeah what do you got Darcy favorite scene between Empire and Jedi yeah oh. Uh, I, I and uh, probably two um, in an empire the the scene with the uh, the emperor where he's talking to the emperor mm. and and the only reason I say that is because that is the one thing in the special editions that I like that they did and that was replacing or putting Ian McDermott in where Ian McDermott needed to be uh, put in 
instead of the uh, and, instead of the old lady. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm very much I'm very much against, and Debbie knows this. I'm very much against Hayden in Return of the yeah. Jedi. I think that was Bubkis. I think that was a, a, a an insult to Sebastian Stan or Sebastian hey, Stahl, who played him initially. Not, Not Sebastian. Sebastian Stan. Get off of it, Eddie. <laughs> Wait, isn't Sebastian Shaw on your list? No, I'm... <laughs> so, but I, I thought it was an insult to him, and I, yeah. I, I really didn't care for it too much. But, um, but putting Ian in, yeah, you know, he was the emperor. So, he, I mean, you at this point, you've had the prequel trilogies. You've had Return of the Jedi. Who that was him. So it only made sense that they replaced him with Ian McDermott. So I would say that one for Empire, and then maybe for Jedi. Uh, I I'd, I'd say for Jedi, the two landing sequences on the Death Star, you know, the first one with uh, Moff Jerjerod, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the Death Star will be completed yeah. there. The Emperor's coming here. Yeah, the Emperor's yeah. coming here, and he is most displeased <laughs> with their apparent lack of progress. Absolutely. The Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. And we know from Empire that dude just goes oh, through. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. You know, he goes through officers like like they're, they're like, I, like I go through underwear kind of thing. So Oh yeah, Piet was on the fast track, y'all. He's at the right time every time. So Jerjerod, and especially when he says that Jerjerod got this nervous and he's you know, he he does the he big swallow. Yes. He's like, oh my gosh, Great. worse than you. I'm I'm getting off white right here, and now this is worse than you. So and then of course the one with the Emperor where the Emperor actually lands and he's addressing the Emperor, and just, just the way he's looking at him. David Prowse does something that Pedro Pascal did with the Mandalorian where there's like he's wearing a mask but you can almost see emotion in the mask and it's almost Ooh. like the emperor gets off and he's like he's like looking at him like we're going to be done on time I promise you I promise you and he's got this look like trust me everything's going to be and he's like oh don't worry you've done well Lord Vader Good. my friend yeah. he says yes. even then my friend yeah and now yeah, I said you wish to continue your search for young Skywalker. Skywalker. I want to make sure. Well, since Dave brought it up. Sweet. My favorite scene in Return of the Jedi. Hayden Christensen. Oh, my goodness. Are you doing that to poke the Darth Zane David Bear? Or yes, that's exactly no, what I'm you just saying. Really believe that. Yeah? Yes. It makes perfect sense. It connects everything. Yes. Well, how come Obi-Wan's old? Yeah, because old. he was a Jedi when he was old. Anakin wasn't. See, I yes, made that argument for back years. To when he was truly a good guy, when he was truly a Jedi. And that he, was when he was younger before he turned to the dark side. And I, I, I'm 100% for the last ever on board with that. But all I but, wanted to see when Hayden Christensen popped up as the force ghost, when he popped up as the force ghost, I wanted all those little youngling kids as force ghost popping up. <laughs> going, ah, 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 guess who's back? And we ain't dying this time. 
I just, he saved his father. He, Luke, saved his father. He didn't save young Anakin. He saved his father. So at the very end, that's when he was, should have been, in my, now, I mean, forever, I kind of, I, I always lean that way, Debbie. Now it's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm really torn with that. And you Not my be favorite scene because it makes me just feel weird. I don't know what to do with it. I cried when they did that. I nah. still cry when that scene comes up when I watch that movie here at home. I cried I just, too, but I think for different reasons. Yeah, I tear up. I <laughs> like, tear up because I'm like, That's what it. is happening? What are you doing? Stop. Oh my god! And then the face he makes—it doesn't even really look like him. No, I mean, it's like. He's like, kind of got this, know. like... <laughs> yes. Well, like, the thing is, is that George just took something from... It was like a stock... stock Hayden, yeah. didn't, Hayden didn't even know about it until he until had seen it. Oh, wow. It was like, like yeah. footage from the... Yeah. And George even says... This oh, my goodness. So... <laughs> George says this makes sense, but he also said... Jar Jar is going to be the key to all of this. So yeah, he was. Well, yeah, he was kind of. He's the one that did it. He's the Sith. Well, and he's the Sith, the Sith Lord that. No, no one knows he, about. he just he he's the one that basically put Palpatine in power. Yep. He's the so one that he voted was. emergency powers. Yep. That, that had nothing to do. That that the it was Jar Jar being a it, he was just talking about Jar Jar being a fully uh animated oh. character cgi character if you watch the making of episode one the phantom menace he talks about that and if jar jar doesn't work as a cgi character then this doesn't work which he said the same thing about yoda being a puppet too but yeah i'm glad they fixed all that Jeez. um cam i have to call out that bit um, I've always looked at that scene as he was saving the emperor because he wanted to fight him to try to turn him. But what you say makes, I think, even a little more sense that, one, if he does strike down the emperor, that's a whole nother bag of, or a can of worms bag, a satchel of caterpillars no i don't know it's a whole nother thing <laughs> i do what a bag of sand a bag of sand oh yes, of sand. um oh he really doesn't now he really gets in everywhere uh so so i never really looked at it that way um and i think that's an interesting perspective because then it becomes i have hope for you son and i know either a you're gonna strike him down and be all evil or two He's gonna like shock you, bam! Like he's he, he's trying to coerce you and coax you into doing this, and he knows because he saw the crap happen. So, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I mean, like, that's kind of where I got that thought from. I feel like during Luke's entire interaction with the Emperor, I feel like Vader's kind of remnant, like having memories of hmm. Revenge of the Sith, essentially, and prior moments before that. And I mean, I have no, I have no real, like, I don't believe one way or the other. It's just kind of like an interesting, interesting thought that maybe he didn't want Luke to go down 
the same path he did, whereas he still wants Luke to join him to defeat the Emperor, but maybe not that way, per se. I don't know. Just kind of a headcanon theory the, uh, I've got. Yeah, I think it plays into the stuff we talked about being the one and what that really means, too. Um, having himself still be kind of dark side and Luke being light side, as long as he was alive, there was balance. Mm -hmm. um, and the moment that he died, there was no longer any balance whatsoever um, because now you just have two Jedi and Luke and then eventually Leia. Um, and whoever else is running around out there, gosh, they, uh, they can make... Ahsoka, Ezra... Yeah. yeah, they're all yeah. running around. That we yeah. think of. Well, Sabine, Sabine, apparently. Yeah, what? And, but they wouldn't develop Finn into some force sensitive character. I know, right? Jeez, what's up with I that? I was begging for that. Ray, I have something to tell you. Ray, I have something to tell you. I know. Just, just stop. All right. Just give it to us. Hey, just don't get me started on that film, please. I just, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my holidays. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, next week we're going to kind of go for future Vader. We're going to talk about um, where kind of go into where he's been put into uh, Ahsoka or these other shows and kind of where the future may go with him. You don't like it. Can't shake his head. It just certain things just don't make any sense for me. With I think I think Cam's going to sit out the next show. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm coming in. I, I, got, I got thoughts. I mean, I'm not mad at more Vader content by any means, but it just makes I just, I'll save it for next week. I'm sure Dana will ask. And any Vader content I can get, but I gotta tell you it was quite cringy uh, in Rogue One where he tells Director Krennic not to choke on his aspirate. Oh, God. Oh, I couldn't. Sparky, I loved I didn't it. Like you didn't, it? You don't. You don't like. You don't like that line. I feel like that's a very Vader, Vader-like mm -hmm. line, in my opinion. <sighs> There's another one. I need. I need another example than that. Well, it's well, it's like when he walks into the to the Jedi Temple with Sears at, and she's like, "I thought you died when we blew a hole in your underwater base." And he's like, "It is delusion to think your actions have had any consequence." And yeah, I'm just okay. like, "Oh, or, oh, or, oh. I find oh, your lack Vader. of faith disturbing. Yeah. I, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Snarky. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Gonna gonna come around. Come on. You're going to come around. Go rewatch it. I watched it today. Yeah. I, I watched around. Rogue One today. Just today. Yeah. I watched so, it a couple weeks ago. Right now, I'm on a Lord of the Rings run. So, uh -oh. same. It's a Christmas movie. The, the non one of the non Christmas Christmases. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, I I wanted to uh, kind of close out with some some thoughts on Vader in the original trilogy. Um, when at the very end, when he is redeemed and saved by his son. Um, could he have been redeemed any other way than killing the emperor and not killing his son? Was there any other thing he could have potentially possibly done? And there's actually some folks that say, well, redeemed or not, he killed a ton of people. Like, who was it? One of you guys just said uh, about the younglings. Why didn't they appear <laughs> frowned him? Like, what's up, dude? Dude. <laughs> so what are, what are your thoughts about how all that kind of played out at the very, very end there? I know we started talking about the Force Ghost, but I mean, really, what is, what else is there for him? How else could he have been saved? 
I don't think there's any other I don't think there's any other option for him honestly. I think the fact that you know Luke told Obi-Wan that they're still good in him, you know what I mean? And I think the fact that Luke believed in him and was able to re- I don't think there's any other way for him to be redeemed because Luke was and Leia to a certain extent, but Luke at the time was the only hope that the Jedi had, you know, because Obi when you know Luke's like I won't go fight him Obi Wan and he's like well then I guess the Emperor's already won. You were our you last know? hope. Yeah. Even though was- Ahsoka and Ezra and a few others no Grogu's around somewhere, you know. Yeah, but no, I don't think there's any other way for Vader to be redeemed, and I even still think if he lives. They're still trying that man as a war criminal in the New Republic for sure. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And had I think he that lived, might, what would have happened. I think that he would have had to have run away. He would have had to have run away to a planet called South America and <laughs> lived out his life in the jungles out there. <laughs> not, no, not the deserts of the Sahara, the jungles. <laughs> the jungles. <laughs> Although that moisture starts messing with circuit boards after a while, you got to be careful. Or you get the sand in the circuit boards, you get dust all over. It's, just, it's a no-win situation. It's rough and coarse and gets into everything, you know. How about you two? <laughs> was there any other way, or was there any final thoughts about that redemption piece or that arc? I don't. I don't, I, I don't think, so. think so. I think uh, it. It kind of. It. It kind of even mirrors. Uh, 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 Christianity, in a sense, to where it's like it's uh, there's no redemption without some kind of sacrifice, uh, and even if even if it's a, the the ultimate sacrifice, the the li- a life given for for the lives of many, then yeah, I think that's where it I think it boils down to no, there's no other way. Hmm. Wow, Debbie, any party thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everybody. There, there wasn't. There was not another path. So uh, we know that he grabs a hold of the emperor, knowing, you know, not even caring about what's happening. Do you feel that uh, Luke went there fully prepared to change his father, but also prepared to do what had to be done? If not, I think so. I think think he would have killed Vader. I think it was, uh, I'm going to, I honestly think it was, uh, yeah, I'm gonna either I'm either going to change him, or it, it, there there was three options. I'm gonna change him, or I'm gonna die trying, or I'm gonna have to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened in that moment where he's hammering him, and then he's like, "Good, strike, kill him." What happened? You know, he looks at his hand and all these things, and there's these parallels. What happened in Luke's mind to make him turn off that switch? Because he cut off his dad's hand, realizing he was already his dad had done the same to him, mm-hmm. and the cycle continues. And his face was in the uh, in the dark side cave. Uh, his face was mm-hmm. who he chopped off. Yeah, yeah. that that was it. There was uh, there's a documentary, and it's on YouTube now. It used to be on. I've still got it on VHS uh, from Star Wars to Jedi: The Making of a Saga. And um, Mark Hamill actually narrates it, and uh, they talk about that scene in, uh, on uh, uh, Dagobah with the where the thing goes off, and 
he talks about the symbolism of it. And, you know, I've heard a lot of different theories and a lot of different stories. Oh, well, it means this, it means that, it means this. But I think that one was the biggest one to where it's Luke holds all the potential in the world for good or for bad. He just has to choose the right way. I mean, he could be as bad as Vader. That's why, you know, Vader was underneath the mask or he could be as good as he needed to be and, and defeat Vader. So that was a huge, a huge thing when I saw that the first time of, Oh my God, he's not going to kill his dick. What? Like I could, I couldn't believe that that was happening. And, and I think it was because I felt as if, if you were not going to be able to turn him, you, you had to kill him. But then if he kills him, take your father's place at my side. Like, Maybe when he heard that, saw the hand matching, and yeah, because like, I'm going to take his father's place at my side. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I want that. So, what alternative did he have in that moment, but to either fall on his sword and just give up, or no, I'm going to stand my ground. Um, I feel like Anakin was that type of I'm going to stand my ground. I believe in the Republic. I believe in the senators and now i believe in palpatine like there was a long road to have him be be that uh, loyal to palpatine um and then when you take that last scene uh where he's about to be either become vader's replacement kill vader or he took the oar and i just didn't expect that in the movie i thought for sure he was going to kill his dad no, no. I mean, maybe that's just my own past, like creeping. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna kill your dad? What? No, I don't. I'm just, <laughs> you know, he's not great. And you see, like, oh. no, man. Yeah, everyone. No one wants to touch that one, huh? So, <laughs> nope. I'm not. Like, I'm out. Nope. I'm done. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I. Again, we we do this a little over an hour. I, we could keep going, but it is late for me, and I do have to work tomorrow. Um, so I think we'll want to wrap it up. Um, but we want to wrap it up with two things. Uh, first, um, I I'd like to to take just a moment to thank Debbie for everything she does over at our. Uh, organization GNN, everything, or, and every time I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Can someone just do it and not tell me how to do it? Just do it, and she just does it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but it is it is her birthday today, and we are very excited celebrating that with me. It's not okay. tomorrow's my birthday. Okay, well tomorrow's her birthday, but there's no happy, show. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, I think. It it started with Alex who lives in Australia. So today is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's already her birthday so in Australia. Technically for him, it is my birthday. But once he started, when he posted that, it's all then I, everybody was like, <laughs> happy birthday. I was like, people you know me, people who know me, it's but two days. Birthday is tomorrow. What's wrong with you? It didn't, it didn't yeah. pop on my Facebook thing. So I'm yeah. yeah, it, it will tomorrow. It will tomorrow. So the you have two birthdays. Up. And so today's really your unbirthday and tomorrow's yes, your birthday. Well, a very unbirthday to you. <laughs> Thank That's you. not this show. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, so no, ha happy birthday uh, for tomorrow then. And I'm sorry you're born around this time because that usually means December kids don't get as many presents because, you know. Oh, it was great when I was a kid, but now it's like, oh, here's your birthday and your Christmas. Uh, yeah. I'm getting yeah. screwed. I'm sorry. There should be two <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> uh, make that rum. I'm not a. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll do rum. <laughs> no, seriously. Thank good. you for everything you do, Debbie. You're you're amazing. Um, so next week we're gonna kind of pick up, like I was saying. Um, the oh shoot, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, our two beeps, and I have to look at it. What was I saying? Oh, so next week we're gonna talk about the the side shows, not the side show. You know what I'm saying. Uh, other shows, and then the future, because we already know, like Soka season two, whatever. Like Vader is going to be in that. We we know this. Um, yeah, and there's more stuff that Hayden's been. Uh, they've been hinting at, and that he's signed on for, or whatever. So, I'd like to kind of kick that stuff around and talk about some of the stuff they did, some of the stuff they might be doing, which Cam is already cracking his neck for for next week. I've, I've got thoughts. <laughs> awesome i think i'm gonna i might bring ambrose on for that this would be this would be super fun um so we're gonna i'm out for this evening what <laughs> what happened okay uh, <laughs> um let's let's wrap it up are you guys gonna be on next week if not that's cool if so we hope to see you um i'll send out the uh Wait, we have to keep it this group because it's been this group every time. No offense to all you other folks out there. Like three other people were like, I want to talk about Vader. Well, you should have started it the first then. That's what I'm saying. Other guests like that have been on in the past. Uh, yeah. Because they're going to want to come on and, oh, well, what about when Vader said this in Empire? We talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to <laughs> stick with it because we, and then, then we can reference the other show too. Like, hey, remember when Debbie said, yeah, that's right. And then Camp, yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to be left out. You'd be the fifth wheel. Wait. <laughs> those are actually kind of cool. All right. <laughs> I hope everyone has a continued uh, happy holiday. Be safe on New Year's, please. And happy Boxing Day to all of you in the Commonwealths and whatnot that may celebrate that still-ish. I don't know. I just know it's Boxing Day. I don't even know what that's for. Um <laughs> No one does. Okay. We're Americans. We don't say that. All right. It's for throwing all the boxes away. Is that I'm gonna say I put all mine in the recycling today. So right. You box all the stuff up and put it in the attic. That's what boxing day is. All right. Folks, uh, it was super fun. Uh, we will reconvene next week and we'll continue the conversation about Darth Vader. Um yeah. Oh, one last thing. Remember, kids. Be oh, we wait. Not yet. Because we will be back next week. I don't know. You guys had we're on to something about taking a week or two off. Maybe we're uh, MCU Monday. There we go. We'll be back on January the eighth. Okay. Where we're going to be talking about the uh, What If series that's playing on Disney Plus right now, Ooh. and then um, Cantina Happy Hour will be back on the eleventh, and we're discussing everyone's favorite the. Ewok, the first Ewok movie, the first oh, Ewok movie. I gotta watch that crash. yet. I forgot all Star about that. <laughs> I can't believe I remember that. 
Oh, and then they turn it into a show. Yeah, no, they made another movie. They made oh. two of them. There's the the Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor. Wow. So yeah, it was yeah, pretty terrible. Not not quite holiday special, but it's it's. Gotcha. Oh, and I've got speaking of which, I've got a I got a movie for Christmas too. It's called A Disturbance in the Force. The uh, behind the scenes of the Star Wars holiday special. <gasps> it's basically how and why they created the Star Wars holiday special, 1978 holiday special. And as soon as I can get my kids off the PlayStation because they're playing all their video games, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And it'll be amazing. Heck so, cool. what other shows do we have? Uh, is everyone on hiatus this week? Then I don't know about Geek Gauntlet. On Saturday, I can't, I, yeah, I I can't say. Well, what this is why you should like and subscribe and get the hit that notification button because then you know when we are or are not broadcasting live. Um, That's right, especially around the holidays. I don't get a break because I took a break earlier in the year, so there we have it. Um, <laughs> I promise I'll write another article, David. I swear, um, <laughs> not for Grand Pooba. Um, <laughs> at some point. It's been a crazy month, though. But, folks, thank you. I'll close it out. I'm just babbling now. And remember, kids, <laughs> peace is a lie. There's only passion. Good night.